This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. It's a new day in the workroom and welcome along. Get yourself comfortable, have some popcorn, maybe some nachos. But before you sit down, get over and wipe whatever that message is off the mirror. Poor old Tabitha's message on the mirror over there needs to be wiped off. Absolutely, yes. Today we'll be discussing the next episode, episode 7 I believe of Holland. And we're going to be talking through the Queens of Drag Race Canada uh, season 2. We're going to do like a little summary of the Meet the Queens. Um, now listener, look, I know... You know, it's our job to stay enthusiastic and, you know, vibrant and informed on all things Drag Race. And that's why you're here and you want to hear it. But let me tell you, James and I are jaded with a capital J with Drag Race Island. Never has a a series careered so wildly off course in such spectacular fashion. It it, it death dropped. Yeah, like it was... I would say that it was, you know, like it was steadily on the increase. I remember like because we came to it right after we'd finished um, finished Spain, we were sort of saying, well, look, maybe Spain will be lucky enough to get the Holland glow up. You know, Supreme might one day fill the big shoes that, that, that Fred stomps down that runway in. And no, this has just been a... The more I'm like, you know, get some of that doodle 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 music right in here, by the way, right away. This is James's conspiracy. Was that supposed to be the X Files? That was supposed to be the X Files music. Yes, it was supposed to be the X Files music. But get it in there. (laughs) James's conspiracy (laughs) corner going wild. That woman from Milkshake Festival wants Vivaldi to have the stage and she is forcing her through. I am, I am like 100% sure of this. It's hard to know. I'd like, regardless of Vivaldi going through, that's a big problem. Oh, we'll get to it in a minute. When the series started, I was thinking, do you know what? Those episodes were like a solid 8 out of 10. Exciting talent show. Then a bit of Snatch Game. Really interesting characters. Loving Vanessa Van Cartier. Like Kate Minaj, like My Little Pony. You know, Vivaldi's a bit exciting as well. Tabitha's interesting. I was like, lots to take in here. I'm enjoying it. And it's like... In the last three episodes, it is plum- like this episode this week was a three out of ten, I would say, at best. I was like, I don't want to watch this. I don't care about any of them. This is a stupid fucking task. Like, and look, maybe the comedy doesn't come out through the language. I'll give them that. Like, there was things that other people were laughing at and I wasn't laughing at. And look, maybe it's just poor translation or you don't get the emphasis or you don't get the accent. But I just don't care. Okay, so I'm going to start with a positive. So, Dude, and say please, that please. I liked this interpretation of the puppet challenge. I liked yes. the interp. Did I like the execution? No. Did I like no. the interpretation? <laughs> yeah. Of the challenge. I am, I am going to give full marks to the producer who said, let's do this instead of the puppets. And I actually would like to see them having to do that kind of in other seasons. I would love to see a UK or a US season having that kind of like fake awards show where you have to like put on the drag mm. of one of your sisters. I think that's really fun. Now, 
in that challenge, yeah. I'm willing to say that I think that like just the language barrier prevented me from understanding what was going on with it. So like I, I, I thought that some of them was it. Kedah Minaj did Vanessa Van Cartier. I can't remember which did which. And I thought yeah. that I thought that they did a good job of kind of presenting the the version of of, of Vanessa Van Cartier that I like. I thought they did they did a reasonably good job in terms of like the character. Um, but then they're referencing things that we don't know that she farts a lot. But apparently, you know, like, like she was like, all like, oh, "Why okay. did you say that? How could you say that? How could you? How could you mention that? It's so terrible." But it's like tell the joke and then the put you know tell the joke punchline and then explain the punchline like isn't funny like yeah they hadn't showed us her farting in yeah the and I, I mean I think that's to be fair I kind of think that sometimes there's something for kind of like an in like an in joke that you're welcomed into but it needs to be crafted well like I think that mm. and I do think that there is sort of you know within the the English language ones where you can pick up really kind of suddenly. You know, like, obviously they're not going to make a theme out of Vanessa farting over the course of the season as, like, being a thing. But if she had been and that's something that all the queens, then her, like, someone reading her for that, everyone laughing at it. If you were more in tune with the humour and understood what was going on without having to, you probably yeah. would be like, oh, ha ha. And that kind of almost lets you get to know the queens a little bit better in a in a more personal way. Um, And what more personal yeah. way is there to get to know a queen than knowing that she's gassy? But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've said it once, said it a thousand times. <laughs> but yeah, I, I like so I, I sort of let them off the hook for the fact that that challenge, it, like it didn't read, I think, to an international audience because it just is very hard to translate that kind of like goofy in the moment humor, you know, into something that's readable to like those quippy quips mm. don't really translate well when you have to. Do so yeah. so I, I, get, I let them off the hook for that. When it gets into the main challenge, though. I actually like genuinely think like I was kind of excited because I was like Nordic Noir is this huge deal like and I was kind of going oh are we getting a kind of a like the killing style sort of like is that what this is going to be and then like it was like I I don't understand what the fuck it was I think it was supposed to be a um, like more Midsummer Murders is the show it's called, it's called Bantier Bantia, B A A N T J E R, um, and I think it's it's like a murder she wrote like style midsummer murder where every episode there's like a they, he finds who the killer was and as they kind of reference it's like it's never the first person they suspect and then he suspects somebody else and he goes off to a cafe and he has to think about it. it's like oh no it's actually person yeah. number three and like those shows like where they have the same form or one of those kind of. Yeah, I think so. I think so. It's it's um there's like it's been going since uh nineteen ninety five apparently and has like over a hundred episodes. And the main guy is is called Jure de Coq. So that's why all those jokes about de Coq were being made. Well, brave name. Um I I didn't really follow the like I yeah, no. I just wasn't for me. But like that, but even even knowing all that, it doesn't add anything to it because again, it's 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 take that but make a drag race, which is strip all plot, make drop the humor to you know the lowest lowest point, and you know make everyone overact. It. Yeah, and I like I I just I thought as well like I don't know, like there is like it is drag race, so don't take it too seriously, James. But there is kind of a um. I, I, just like the, the puerile humour is fine but just when it's the only sort of humour you're getting 
but there was bits of it that they were they were obviously trying to be a bit more elevated by the kind of knowing sort of like them will be like oh well this is what's going to happen now so there was that sort of like reference going on through it which could have been funnier but like it felt like mm. the judges were sort of rewarding the more sort of like purel base kind of humor like the big massive kind of like i'm going to jump over and try and like strip your clothes off moment with vanessa van cartier like it it was very irreverent like it was very student humor to be like but you know it's never the first person who gets suspected who could be it like it's it's very like knowing and breaking the fourth wall um and i i don't i you know i don't really like those acting challenges and i kind of felt last week with her coffee maiden yeah that was an acting challenge. I was like, this is basically what we did last week. And I didn't know, like it then. And I don't of, like it now. That kind of, I, you are right. I hadn't even thought about that, but it was basically like a similar, because it was the similar kind of humor, similar kind of just vibe of mm. messiness and, and, and not really knowing what was going on. And I even don't think that like, had you understood what was happening or saying like that you would necessarily have been kind of also, as a wild separate sort of thing is like about five times throughout the episode fred references like oh the runway this week is really important like the runway this week is super important get ready this runway is going to like you need to be bringing it and then like <laughs> and then later on he goes oh but the task is more yeah important than the runway. <laughs> i like i like honestly don't know i i was i was very um yeah i mean that like i i as i was watching it kind of as they were doing the bit where fred and and whoever that woman was were doing the like um the like little sort of run through bit oh tina, tina de Bruyne. i know her oh, from from the other yes Dutch show the, I the mole is that the one there you go yeah she was even yes. re- there was even um, reference in the show a little clap and little clap andies when I heard that. Um, but yeah, so w- when they were doing their kind of like their little kind of like uh, you know bringing them through the acting thing, I was kind of thinking if they don't show this on the runway, like if they don't show this, like kind of like and make it into the real thing, I'm going to be like really like why the fuck have I had to watch this? But then also I hope they don't because I don't have to watch it again. So like it was this sort of catch mm. But no, I I, I didn't understand it and to be honest with you i do think picking up on last week that like vivaldi should have gone home and then the like fake reconciliation between them all where they all had to be like oh i'm glad it's out in the open and i'm glad we all know and then like they all had to pretend to be sad to have seen tabitha go home like just the energy was so off for me i really couldn't enjoy it did you forgive vanessa from the outbreak last week Outburst. I mean, I don't know because I felt weird about because I did it. It had very much that sort of vibe of like, you know, I don't even know. I can't think. Like, you know, if you've like when you were younger and you would have gone on a family holiday and then there'd be a big fight mm. on the family holiday and then the next day everyone's kind of and even actually no, not even on holidays, but like not even with family, but like if you go away with friends or you go whatever, like you go away with a group of people and there's a bit of a sort of a, a bust up and a bit of like a, a row. A bit of a Barney. Barney. And then the next morning, everyone's just trying to pretend it's normal until it's normal again. And eventually it does become normal again. But there's that very sort of obvious bit where everyone is still kind of just, you know, a bit frizzled. As Alexandra Burke would say. There's an elephant elephant in the room. Yes. As Alexandra Burke, Hmm. famous friend of the pod, Alexandra Burke would say, there is an elephant in the room. (laughs) Yeah. 
the, the, the expression she coined yeah. uh, <laughs> elephant in the room. Joe, you know, it was funny because I've been loving Vanessa from the start and I went off her last week, but actually seeing the reconciliation, I was like, okay, you're back in my good books. But then Vivaldi wasn't. I was like, but Vivaldi, no, you're not because you're the cheater. Yeah, no, don't cheater, like cheaters. So it was weird how in in my viewpoint of it, it was like she kind of came out of the whole thing unscathed, even though she was possibly the most unreasonable. No, well, I, I, I sort of think that, you know, that her behavior in terms of outing the fact that Vivaldi had a phone was childish, perhaps. But at the same time, it, yeah. like, it was rule breaking. So like, mm. you know, that, that sort of, you know, it's like it was childish the way she chose to do it and that she chose to do it in that way. And there could be an argument of like, hey, be a good sister and let this other person away with this. But I mean, also it kind of was like, now, if I was packing up for Drag Race, you know, Drag Race Holland season three, I'd be like, cool, I'll just pack my iPad. So <laughs> like the worst they could do is like, give me a slap on the wrist. Send yeah. me to the final. <laughs> Send me to the final when I absolutely don't deserve to be there. Um, do you have any opinion on Fairy? This man. I mm. mean, yeah, I guess he's hot. Yeah, that's pretty much all <laughs> I have to say as well. A point, absolutely pointless. Don't know who he was. The category on the runway was double Dutch. Um, so for me, I wanted two icon- iconic Dutch things. So that I agree. I agreed with Fred, Vanessa's. Miffy with a spiffy was the best because it was like Miffy, who I didn't know was Dutch. And I actually didn't even know it was called Miffy. I just yeah. knew that that character. Um, and then like the claw key rings and the weed and stuff. I was like, nice. And it was orange and white. I was like, yeah, I'm getting Dutch top to bottom here. Perfect. Whereas Vivaldi with the Venga Boys CDs. Are the Venga Boys like, Dutch? Mm, I mean. Then answer me are, this. Yeah. But I was like. Why are we not on a Venga Boys lip sync yet? Good question. <laughs> I can't answer, I'm afraid. Um, yeah, they are Dutch. And I don't know, I maybe it needed to be something else as well. Like, I I don't know, Tiesto or something. I mean, I did. I I did that was only one, that was single Dutch. Well, no, because and apparently the CD Dutch. was invented in, 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 in Holland as well. So it was like, but I think, so I was kind of like, I was giving this... I was sort of like, okay, the CD player was invented there, so good. I like the CD cape thing, but if you want to bring me some Venga Boys, you need to be bringing me some more iconic Venga Boy. Like, that wasn't a Venga Boy look to me. That was just, like, a Vivaldi costume. Mm. So, I'm um, you're getting you're getting one point for the, uh, for the, the, like, the CD coat because CD is apparently invented in, in, in Holland, but, like, that wasn't a Venga Boy look. That, like, I and I think that, like, that's yeah. been a problem all the way through with Vivaldi's look, and I do hate Vivaldi, so, you know... That is, is that it's like the look is basically going to be what I want to wear, and then I'll wedge it into to work, work it, out it out afterwards. Yeah, I mean, why didn't you come out as a bus and then do a bus reveal into the CDs? Or like, you know, didn't they have one where they were like dressed up as air air hostesses or something? We're going to a yeah. pizza. I don't like, know which one. The yeah, yeah. Going to pizza. Um, yeah. but yes, I mean, there's plenty of options that they could have taken. Like the the Venga Boys are very sort of like standard kind of like the I, I I when I think of the Venga boys I do often just think of Scooch but like you know that sort of vibe kind of like mm. slightly elevated Halloween costume um kind of vibe but yeah I, I didn't think it, and because it, it, it brought me back to the kind of like the 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 making the the personal statement on the runway 
yeah, this is the thing. I'm going to get into it about fucking Vivaldi. This is the thing about it. This all, like, kind of, you know, like, Vivaldi is hiding behind this level of creativity to sort of assert that they are kind of intellectual and that there's more of a thought process behind what they're doing. So if you look at the likes of, like, Queens, you'd compare them to the likes of, like, Utica or, or Crystal Method. And it's like, or, you know, yeah, those ones would be the best to, to compare them to. It's like, their, their, their costumes are weird and wacky. And I think Charity Case will be the same on, on the upcoming season of, of, Drag, Race, of mm. Drag Race UK. They're, they're, or someone like Torgy, yeah, maybe. Their, their concepts are wacky. They're out there. But underneath it, there's layers and layers and layers of awareness of pop culture and of awareness of the different things that are coming together. Whereas with Vivaldi, it's very much just put together because it looks a certain way. And there's no, like, depth to it. It's absolutely, like, puddle shallow. And it's like the... The that that whole thing, the the kind of like had to make the statement about something. It's like, oh, I just you know, yeah, I deforestation, I guess, um, because I had this dress and uh, like yeah, I know it, it's it's you know because I don't really know what just yeah, it's just I don't like deforestation, and it's like it just like it just shows like someone who is who is like like paper shallow. Mm. <laughs> yeah, atom, atom, atom shallow. shallow, proton, proton shallow, proton fucking. <laughs> Shallow, yes. Um, my little pony, you know, like I kind of liked the Delph look. Like it wasn't as good as like Trinity, the Tucked One, and All Stars Four, yeah. which is fantastic. But it was like it was kind of cute from the waist up. I didn't really like it downwards. And like when she lifted up, I was like, okay, you're just showing that you haven't really tried anything underneath that yeah. little duvet. Um, but I thought it was okay. I thought the judges were a bit unfair when they were like i'm so tired i like i I, like i um so the double dutch thing was that it was like a reference to that particular type of delph and then victor and rolf the designers but i thought that 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 reference was something like i i did that i that like i thought it was like a model wouldn't get out of bed kind of for less than i knew i i didn't really under yeah i didn't get the bed thing to be honest but i think that's probably the victor and rolf part but i think like delph yes they're like blue kind of the whole but the whole concept of Delph came from yes, the Netherlands, yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was kind of good. And I recognized that as well. And then Kate Minaj, Rembrandt used to draw lace, but then they've made the lace out of steel, which is Dutch's biggest export. It was a bit, a bit, bit of a cerebral. reach. You know, I mean, we were giving mm. out about the, like, the comedy not being cerebral enough, but maybe this was too cerebral. <laughs> You're never going to please us. Uh, yeah, I like. I thought that actually visually it was it was a really impressive outfit. I, I thought it looked pretty spectacular, but like, yeah, I think that the it was maybe overthought. Yeah, I like if you're going the artist route, I would have went like the girl with the pearl earring. That to me is more, like is more iconic Dutch painter. That's when you go see in the Rijksmuseum yeah. or whatever, you know. And obviously Rembrandt is you know iconic, but um. Yeah, I don't know. That's probably the one that you want to go to because you want to go for like the big hitters for these looks, like you know. Um, yeah. So that's no, I I completely thought. agree. Like I think you want to go for, for something that's going to be extremely, like extremely well known, and that you're going to be able to like instantly kind mm. of be able to understand it from looking at it. So I do agree that like that look would have been again would have been very good in like a different runway, but it didn't really sell here. But then I didn't find this particular this runway yeah. category particularly interesting. Like, and I don't, mm. like, other than Vanessa Van Cartier's look, which I did think was really cool and sort of, you know, it, it had that, like, double Dutch feeling to it. Like, there was, like, 
two things going on very obviously I, I didn't agree that any of them managed to capture something and also make it look good yeah yeah i agree and i was watching this episode being like okay we're well, at the finale's next episode who do i want to win and i keep being like well i like vanessa the most but i don't feel she's done enough maybe and then i'm like okay my little puny and i'm like well why do i like my little puny i can't think of one thing they've done so maybe it's kate minaj because they've won three challenges then i'm like but i feel i don't know kate minaj at all i think this is where we are now where it's like i don't think any of these could touch Envy Peru. I feel I knew the yeah. other. I, I know I knew those queens much if, better if, than I know. Because if you think about like going back to the first season of Holland, like you know you were properly invested in like Mama Queen and like even like Chelsea Boy going kind of early on felt like shocking mm. and yeah, Seder Seder Jean Jean. Had, like, made such a big impact and yeah and and like obviously Abby oh my God was in there as well and and Envy Jamie Jane, Jane, like, Jane, like, Jane. They they all were and they all were kind of I suppose they were massive personalities and they were, yeah they were massive personalities and you kind of you became invested in them over the course of the season. Whereas you are right, I think in this season, like like Vanessa Van Cartier definitely was the one who I kind of became most invested in, other than maybe Tabitha as well. Like the two of them mm. were really the ones that I kind of I cared the most about throughout it. Like I can't remember like i any of the who went home first rome no <laughs> i actually can't remember and like uh juicy oh. juicy couture but i can't remember who went home second when did ivy elise go home fourth third third um yeah no i can't remember that either uh, yeah no and and when we kind of spoke about this before we were recording, we were wondering whether it's because we're kind of covering it in a different manner this time. Like it wasn't like the weekly episodes. We were kind of like, you know, sometimes we miss one. But I actually think it's more that the show hasn't really let us get to know them that well. Yeah, I'd, I'd buy that. I think it, it sort of like it feels like there's been a... Reggie B went home oh. second, and then Love Massisi went Love home Masisi third. Love Massisi, I really enjoyed. As like I thought, Queen was yeah, was great. Um, but yeah, you are right. None of them really made like a lasting impression. Yeah, hmm. you are right though. I just I don't think Envy Peru is is like is touchable from like that like that none of whoever wins isn't going to be like occupying that same space. And I'm wondering whether, I suppose this gets to your point as well, like whether the fact that the goalposts have kind of shifted that it's for Milkshake, that that's kind of informed which queens do well, you know. Because like, especially My Little Pony and Kate and Minaj are like really somebody who you could see at like a, a sort of drag festival and they'd be turning it and doing, yeah. you know, good looks and a great performance and stuff like that. Whereas, I don't know. I've never seen Vanessa Van Cardia lip sync, I guess. But um, yeah, I kind of feel like that's kind of the way that the the results and the judging is going. But I, but I don't understand why Vivaldi is being so heavily favoured. Yeah, no, nor do I. I don't like, so basically, um, <clears throat> my little boot, so Fred says this this week, I told you that the challenge is worth a lot more than the runway, even though that's, you said the opposite earlier on, I thought. So My Little Pony, you had you looked shite, but you did the best acting, so you've won. My Little Pony's fucking Dazzled. doesn't know what, what to think. <laughs> In absolute shock. So then I'm like, oh, well, if it's mostly about the acting challenge, 
then they had the least good things to say about Vanessa McCarthy. Surely she'll be in the bottom. But then she saved because you had the best look. So then I was like, well, look, maybe they just were like, she was the best at the acting. She was the best at the runway. Put the other two in the bottom two. But I don't know. I kind of felt unjust that Kate Minaj was even in the bottom two, let alone to go home. I, I mean, like, that just, like... It should have been Vivaldi and Vanessa lip syncing, and I love Vanessa, but that's probably sh- that was probably the fairest. I look, I would agree with that, and like this is like this is what makes me think that there is like producer handcrafting going on, and that like obviously there is a want to have Vanessa in the finale, and a want to have like like I don't I don't know like I just I can't make like in no world having watched that episode would you say that. Like that, Caden Minaj, who did well in the acting challenge, look was a bit off. And yeah, well on the runway, deserved yeah. to be in the bottom no. and, and also go home. Especially like, like I, I was watching the lip sync, trying to figure out like what what way they were trying to push me, and I felt that they were trying to push me to sort of see that 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 um Vivaldi was doing a better job, but I just, especially when there was that like glacially slow death drop and then Marika Samalo is like wow I can't wait to see you do that at milkshake <laughs> I was like look I can't death drop but I mean oh, that wasn't exactly Laganja Estranja arriving at Oscar 6 like it was no it, uh, <laughs> it wasn't no, worth it the really way it wasn't um, yeah like I, I'm like I, I do wonder. Like I'm, I'm wondering as well. Like I wonder who, who is stumping the money for the prize, and is it Milkshake Festival? And are they basically saying, oh, that Vivaldi one has like a big following on Instagram or TikTok or something, and we want that because it just feels like week in, week out, they've been pushed along, and they have never gotten like really, really good critiques, and they haven't done super well, like. Apart from they, when they won Snatch Game, that was probably. Well, they, I'm trying to remember now what they even did for Snatch Game, and I don't even think it was that good. The yes, Nikki Plasson. And I didn't agree. I didn't think it was good. I was like, I don't get this. I guess I didn't know Nikki Plasson, so I was kind of like, and they, mm-hmm. who, there was someone who did. I thought did well that they. Anyway, all I'm going to say is because they get that one who did the Cock Destroyer did really well as well. Um, yeah, I think they both. Kate Minaj. Well. I think they yeah. both won. Yeah. But anyway, all I'm saying is that. I would. I actually think Vivaldi did a good job in the acting challenge, but in my head, it's like you should just be going. You should be lip syncing every week because yeah. you cheated. Well, look to summarize the episode. Uh, the end of my notes says, "Sorry, what the fuck?" And I think yeah, that exactly no, describes what's going on yeah. with the series. Also, I mean, the very fucking nerve of them to let me know that the Venga Boys are from Holland and then not even have a Venga Boys—the actual nerve, like the actual mm. nerve. Well, to be fair. They had Queen Don't Stop Me Now, which I mean, great song, bit of a wedding song, but Queen are notorious for having incredibly expensive um, licensing rights. So they forked out for it, which I appreciate. Do you know, I'm going to like, I'm probably going to like alienate myself to a huge number of people when I say this. I don't like Queen. And I have never liked them. Thanks for (laughs) listening to the work group. (laughs) No, I'm sure they're good. Do you know what it is? For me, I think it's just that I heavily, like you said about the wedding song, I I heavily yeah. relate them to the sort of people that listen to them. And therefore, I can't hear past the sort of basicness 
of the people who I think listen to them. I should shut up. I'm going to stop talking right now because there's probably Queen fans listening. <laughs> and to be fair, they have a lot of great songs, but the, my issue with them now is after watching Bohemian Rhapsody, the movie, and how much of a kind of like piss take that was and how much like the other lads in the band were basically trying to capitalize on Freddie's legacy. It does feel a bit dirty now, them, but like their legacy when Freddie was alive, I think it's mm. fantastic. Another one bites the dust for me is one of the queer, or I want to make free would have been a more obvious choice. I think for like a queer venue, because yeah. you know, that's kind of what they were referencing at the time. Yeah. Don't stop me now is proper, you know, one o'clock at a wedding, put a tie in your head and dance with your dad. Yeah, absolutely. And to be fair, there is not a better analogy for this season of Drag Race Holland. <laughs> and it's like, don't stop me now. No, please. No, no, no please stop You're them okay. now. COVID restrictions are in place, uh, people. We need to close up at 11. <laughs> so from one season two, thought it was a glow up, but actually a flop, to another season two, could be a glow up or could be a flop. Drag Race Canada pretty much was announced as soon as we wrapped up our last episode of The Workroom. Um, so we are going to chat to the queens yes. that were announced. And before we get there, I'm going to say something that we need to have in mind as we're going through these queens. I have heard lots of people referring to, most recently Eureka was on Trixie's um, make or, uh, Trixie's YouTube channel doing the the kind of the, the beatdown mm. thing that they do or whatever, like the getting ready together thing. Uh, talking about the difficulty of preparing for All Star 6 and how kind of because Trixie was sort of saying obviously you had no problem because you had that HBO money and Eureka was saying that actually it was incredibly difficult during the pandemic in order to try and get ready because there's a massive wig shortage and it's like really difficult to be able to try and get fabric and it's everything much more expensive and I would say that I noticed in this lineup that there was a roughness to the costumes and wigs across the board that I am going to attribute. And actually, I'm going to go out and limb and say also with regards to the the UK three queens as well, that there's like a bit of a less of a polish than maybe we saw in season mm. two or, or in season two or like in earlier seasons or even season one of Canada this time around. And I wonder if that is because there is an international wig shortage and there is like kind of like difficulty with getting fabric and difficulty with getting people to make costumes for you and an inability to maybe go to somewhere for like a proper fitting. So when you get something, it doesn't fit you quite as snugly as maybe it could. Mm. Yeah, possibly. And maybe that's why some of the looks in All Star 6 weren't on par with like seasons four or yeah, five, yeah. you know, that were, that were pre-pandemic. Um, high level, were you impressed with the cast? Overall... Yes, I think I was. Like everyone see, like so. This is another thing again because uh, we we did our Instagram live about um, Instagram live about about the queens of season three. And one thing I forgot to say when we were recording was that there was a couple of people throughout that season three kind of meet the queens that were saying about how like oh you know drag is just about having fun. Drag is just about like you know this is it's not all it doesn't have to be political. It's just about having fun, which is kind of a pushback mm. on the direction that things have gone with drag race. Whereas in this cast it was very much like like I'm here for my two-spirited people. I'm here for my non-binary bros. I'm here for my Filipino community. I'm here for my you know Asian community. The Ke- Quebecois. Yeah. So like and... I think that like it seems like like I like the 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 look of this this cast. I think it'll be good and um some of them really stuck out as, as being excellent. And then I think there was there was quite a bit of filler. Starting with the first right. one. So 
Let's go alphabetical order. Adriana. Yeah, filler. I I kind of liked her. She's 29 from Quebec. I don't know. I was getting kind of Valentina vibes. I was getting our favorite Cynthia Lee Fontaine vibes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Can we... Do you reckon Cynthia Lee will come back for All-Stars at some point? Um, Maybe. She's done weird things to her face (laughs) since... since. Um, yeah, but that's that be no, she has the all star lips, so look, yeah. she can come back. She, um, that's the pretty I, I think as well, like, there was actually a couple of them in here who sort of referred to themselves <coughs> as being like the quiet ones, um, and she was one of them. And yeah, like Latina did probably seem like she had sort of some about some amount of flair to her, but I, I didn't see her going particularly well or making a big impact. She wasn't one of the ones that I remembered. <laughs> Like the, like Beth, who's next, just instantly I was like, oh yeah, no, I like you. I'll have more of you. There's a, a musician called Lido Pimienta who is Colombian via Canada. And I really like Lido Pimienta. So I've been like, well, maybe I'm going to like Adri- Adriana as well. <laughs> I ha- historically enjoy that combination. So we're mm. going to have to see how it turns out. But yeah, it's good. I like kind of with Treats and May. It's going to be interesting to see, you know, I think a culture that we might not necessarily associate with that country being displayed yeah, in that country. I'm, I'm curious to see how they handle it sort of based on the kind of the edit that Puerto Rican queens tend to get in the US one and how they tend mm. to get a little bit of a kind of a slightly less, like they don't tend to get the serious competitor edit when they're in the US one. So I'll be interested to see if there's a similarity here in the in the Canadian one. Beth is up next. In my notes, I wrote Jennifer Coolidge, Boa, Two oh. Spirit. I think that's that's a and perfect. I wrote Venn tits. diagram. <laughs> uh, I, re- I I thought like you know I, I thought they seemed really funny. They were talking about being from Vancouver, um, and yeah, I like I I, I think this Two Spirit thing. Obviously, we had last year um, with with Alona Verley. It's obviously something that's like like very like it's. It, it it'll be interesting to see it sort of explored more, maybe and talked about a bit more. Um, and yeah, like I I, I really liked. I, I just thought like I just liked their vibe. I was yeah, her and Eve six thousand who were up next. They really sort of was like those two are going to be fighting for the narrative. Yeah. I feel for the for the season as narrator role, and actually kind of looked similar. Like, you know, I. I don't know if I'm at the point now that I could pick it which one was which. Oh, I think one. Eve is a bit more kind of like glam. Like I think that like I think that like okay. Beth is quite punk in the way that they are kind of like coming across whereas Eve is very glam, like obviously trying to go for that kind of like fifties, sixties look. Um and like yeah. I think that Eve They they definitely went for the more yeah. old school. And I think f- that Eve glamour. came across as like more serious. Like there was sort of like more of a kind of like a serious vibe to them. Um, I do hate when people refer to themselves as not being fake, though. So I was kind of like, you know, I, I don't know. But yeah, no one yeah, thinks exactly. they're fake. It's like, oh yeah, I'm real fake. You're like, I'm, I'm the fakest person you're going to meet. Yeah. What's your personality? Yeah. Hey, I'm fake. But then you're being authentic in that moment. So then you're oh not fake. Oh my God, so this is like, it. It's like, know. it's like a, one of those things that goes on forever. Infinity symbol. Yeah. yeah. Optical illusion. You know, those stairs that just keep going upwards. <laughs> Uh, but yeah you know trans non-binary is their identity and you know which is always good to be repping the different sort of identities and stuff that are out there and I think Canada was really good for that last 
last year. So I'm imagining there's going to be some nice uh, mirror yeah. moments this season too. Geometric. I loved the look. Didn't seem to have a lot to say. And then I wrote possibly kind of like an Instagram queen. I think they might be my winner. Ooh, <laughs> tell me why. Um, loved the vibe. Very kind of extremely confident. Kind of like gave me kind of like an Aquaria level of sort of like polish. I think their their outfit was probably the best overall. It looked like the best made. Um, and they just had a genuine mm. sort of confidence in their presentation that I think was lacking in some of them because like there was a, a couple of them who who seemed quite confident but you felt like you could feel a bit of the nerves I thought that there was just a very sort of comfortable I'm sitting down here in my chair you can't see and it's going to I, I'm just I'm just here part of it we're all peers there's no like stress so that's what I, that's the vibe I got off them though I do wonder if my winner tag could just be because they look sort of like an alien aquarium Mm. No, I thought the look did look great, but I suppose I didn't get as much. Uh, I just got maybe less confidence than I was expecting. And they, they're quite young, yeah, I think, are they? Yeah. They're... No, no, 29. Oh, so that's pretty. 19. Yeah, oh, wait a minute. That's someone else. Never mind. Um, oh, maybe. Um... Um, the, I, I actually. I can't, I can't see that. Like the, 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 the next two queens actually are, are ones that I think will go really far, which is the Isis Couture. I thought was very very funny I thought they like came off as goofy but in a fun way where it didn't feel put on I loved when they described themselves as a sexy nightmare um, and about how they said about how like they're not necessarily the loudest queen but when they're there you know and they are a presence I was like I, I love that level of confidence to refer to yourself it's almost mm. like an elevation of saying you are the moment I am a presence <laughs> <laughs> I I my first note I, you might have been saying was very crystal method mm, the yes, the very, the very queen's method. look and like crystal method didn't instantly warm to them I have to say I I was kind of maybe a bit of a charity case maybe I'm just slow to these kind of kooky queens which is weird because I love Thorgy Thor but like I don't know I I haven't totally won over I did like Kendall Jenner though or yeah, gender one of I think probably everyone's favorite uh, everyone's favorite drag name of this season um, extremely mm. confident and again sort of talking about the importance of like being an activist within your community well done to them for raising twenty five thousand uh, dollars for Black Lives Matter. Canada in the last year you know yeah and I like you said I did know that the dress was kind of simple um and even though I liked her I kind of felt she had that sort of back footedness of the interview to be like but this is this is why I'm great mm. you know so I was I was like possible early out based on the back footedness but I liked the personality that is interesting, actually. Like, um, I, I didn't notice that, but there could be kind of like a bit of a having already been, having already been eliminated, needing to try to like try and yeah. had done her yeah. eliminations, yeah. Uh, now we've got from Kendall Gender, one of the best names to I would say one of the worst in my opinions, Kimora Amor. It doesn't like I want to say Kimora Amor. What was the advice that um, that Rue gave to Heidi and Closet? It is to roll around your mouth. Yeah, or that. Yeah, I can't remember. It's it's it, it's it's like a classic. Uh, you know, in your school learning about English, this is a good example of assonance, kids. Camora amor, but actually quite yes. difficult to say. She is Miss Opulence, um, though. I liked. <clears throat> she. 
<laughs> I thought she did a really great pitch of herself being like, I'm a pageant queen. I'm all about Afrofuturism. I'm all about spreading <clears throat> black positivity. And I, I, I wrote down like an exciting mix of Anastasia meets uh, Widow Von Doom mm, was kind of what I was yes. getting. Um, and also has a teenage son. So a bit of Tamisha Aman. Yes. Tamisha Aman is coming mm, for Tamisha you. Man. You. Yeah, Kamora Amora, <laughs> it's coming for you. I might just could call her Kamora Amora because that's what it yeah, should be. Yeah, Kamora Amora. Um, I I did very. I liked her. I thought she was one of the. I thought she was one of the ones who stood out to me as like sort of having a big personality. I'm also always curious. Like I I really want to start seeing older queens do better in the competition because I think frequently they don't mm. do particularly well. Um, and it will be good to see someone who brings that kind of vintage and history with them. Um, that's me assuming they could have been like 15 when they had their teenage child and only be 30 now, in which case they'd be like almost a 34. Well, fuck them. Not an old queen anyway. Well, the oldest queen of the bunch at the ripe old age of 35 was Ocean Aqua Black. She got two big ticks for me. I just really liked her. I didn't make that many notes because I was just listening. She's just fun and camp, has a great laugh. And I just can't wait yeah, to see Yeah, I thought that her. like the look was a bit busted and the wig was a bit cheap. She was the one where I kind of was like, oh, this is like, we're seeing the like the, the COVID the wig shortage, shortage coming in here. But mm. yeah, I loved the personality. I loved the laugh. Kind of very, um, and this is an obvious comparison, but you know, very Latrice Royale, sort of like energy, life yeah. of the party kind of vibe. So I, I was... Um, I was all about them. I hope that they can do, I hope that they can manage to stick around because if their looks are going to, if the looks and the makeup is going to be at that level, you could definitely see them kind of struggling. Yeah. Yeah. They could have a bit of a Tabitha style, you know, run or something, but really, really fun. I'm excited to see what they're going to say. Now, somebody who I've had to actually just Google there while you were talking, because I really cannot remember them at all and that's a bit of a pythia is pythia i was the only thing i wrote was not that into this look i wrote non-binary not too comfortable on camera i for some reason i spelled camera with a k because <laughs> you're part of the kardashians <laughs> now um yeah i i didn't really care for them i didn't take much of note of them there was nothing they said that like, kind of blew me away like with say with ocean aqua black or with um or with with beth or geometric there's a real sense of i'm going to remember this even without having to write notes Whereas with Pythia, I don't even like. I just remember that there was a lot going on in the look, and I didn't like it. <coughs> a lot of yeah. Fabric I had this. to look it up there. It's a, it's a big big lazy town, crazy mm. town. Like pink wig, ice cream cone, very similar to what Vivaldi wore in that sort of makeup challenge with yeah. the knitted thing. That very that. Um, now you say your winner might be geometric. My winner from this was Stephanie Prince. I thought incredibly confident. I, you know, the way they spoke about their Filipino heritage, their confidence with the voguing. I was like, this is the 21st century angina that I want. Yeah, I beautiful, gorgeous, good fun. Absolutely everything. Give it to me. Uh, was definitely very into it. Like the drag name as well. Appreciate a drag name that just sounds like it could just be a person's name. You know, like, mm. welcome to the stage, Joan. Why is Joan Rivers and Joan Collins? Crawford. Joan Crawford. <laughs> Mary Burke, Mary Byrne. I want to be a drag queen. Mary Byrne. 
No, what about like, it's like Saoirse Flannery. I don't know, like it's something a bit more elevated than okay, Mary. Right, okay. Patricia O'Brien. <laughs> I'm just thinking of O'Brien sandwiches now <laughs> in my hand. She comes out eating like, yeah. like a ham and cheddar, mm. like a quarter <laughs> of a sandwich. Oh. <clears throat> um, yeah, I really like her. I think she's going to do well. And one, like, she's from Calgary. And it's kind of like, it's weird, like, um, kind of like hubs. And I guess you get it in the US as well, with like New York, LA, Atlanta. But it's really like Vancouver, Toronto, Quebec. So this is someone from somewhere else, which I thought was interesting. Uh, Suki Doll from Montreal. Oh, that rhymes. Uh, Quebec meets Vietnam, meets China, meets Cambodia. Real cultural mixing pot, or like melting pot in there. Uh, she impressed me, but not as much I as I thought from the neck up, she looked fab. And I mm-hmm. thought that the outfit she was wearing was diabolical. Well, she spent all her money on the on that sort of beaded wig and the wig shortage of twenty twenty. So I could not be. I would not be surprised. I thought that she was great, though. I loved the makeup that she did with like the big splotch over her eye. I thought that looked cool. I really enjoyed the the like the beaded wig thing. I thought it was like a real fun shape. But it was everything about that was gorgeous. But just the outfit was just it really left a lot to be desired. Like it was just like a mesh tank top. Like that's <clears> what it was. Yeah. Finally then, Cynthia Kiss um, is the final queen. And I quite enjoy that name because my friend went out with a girl called Cynthia Kiss. So that's exactly who I'm going to be thinking of the whole time. And it's not a real name. And there you go. I I have to say I like it then. Because I've just said that I like names that are real world names. This Cynthia um, that my friend used to go out with was spelled with a C. But yeah, Cynthia Kiss, you know, she was Hungarian. And grew up in the US and now was has inspired a Canadian drag queen. And sounds like she could have even have an OnlyFans. Um yeah. Well, I yeah, I enjoyed her. <laughs> I thought that she was beautiful. I'm curious to know why she retired and then why she came out of retirement. Yeah, that was weird. That was like that was a Heidi and Closet or something who had like this weird like gap in their drag C V oh, no, that was they Lala kind of never explained. I think it was someone in season 12. I, season I thought 13, it was like Lalaria because they'd started with Tamisha Aman and then they had like stopped and then they'd started again without Tamisha Aman. Okay, maybe. But yeah, strange to be like, oh yeah, I did a full throttle for three years. Haven't done a tap since and then. And here I am. Back, and then back, back now again. I'm back. Now, unless that two years is COVID. But I guess at, at least one year of it would be. Yeah. But I got kind of like a GG good aesthetic from her. Uh, but I'm really doubting Cynthia's, you know, experience if she's if she packed it dusty. if she packed it in. I guess it'll all be a little dusty. She'll just be a bit dustier. Mm. Yeah, to be the dustiest kiss <laughs> in the town. Um, but I'm rooting for her just for the novelty of Cynthia kiss. My friend for her. Uh, so your win is I geometric. So, yeah, I'm up there. Up there. Geometric Beth would would definitely be. I like. Yeah. Yeah, mm. they they'd be the ones that I kind of remember the most from the from the videos. I'd like a Stephanie Pri- sorry, Stephanie Prince, uh, Beth, and Ocean Aqua Black is the top three. But no, I, I feel like o- I I feel like Ocean is probably going to not last massively long, which I think is a, a a sad. I think which is sad because I'd say that they've got like a, a lot of yeah. personality and a lot of ability, but just like I hope that their looks are a bit elevated. Um, <clears throat> what's your outlook for the season? Do you have high hopes? Mm, I want to. 
Is that an answer? <laughs> yeah. I just wasn't sure if it was the uh, end of the no, answer. No, <laughs> I think that I am, like, we've had a lot of drag race this year. And I sort of feel like the bar for me to be kind of gooped and gagged is probably a bit higher. Like, it would need to be, like, another season two of UK. For, for like, mm. I would need, like, another... I don't want no more fucking H&M on this runway moment of like, you know, kind of in order. Bing, bang, bang. Yeah, that's what I'm looking yeah. for. Um, be- because, and to be honest with you, like I, I think my eyes need a drag break for, for a week or two or like a month or so to kind of get that like lust for it back again. So I mm. just, I just don't know whether this is going to, like, I hope that it's really good because I actually really enjoyed season one of Canada. I thought it was brilliant. And maybe the fact that the format is different with a different judging panel and all that will kind of, you know, make it feel fresh. But we'll see. What about you? Yeah. yeah. We'll see. Yeah, no, look, I I think it's going to suffer because it's going to be airing amidst UK3 and Dragula, which are going to be two different beasts that I, I, I think are going to be better than it. Um. I am looking forward to the lip syncs because the best thing about season one was the lip syncs. I think the best lip syncs of any franchise outside of the US, I think. And possibly, like, if I were to pick one season to where I could only listen to the lip syncs for the rest of my life, it would be that, it would be that season yeah, hands down, I think, because there were some really, really good ones. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to the, the spin on the challenges. I'm looking forward to the sort of politics behind it but i'm actually not too looking forward to the drag necessarily (laughs) (laughs) but we'll see we'll see how it goes i think it could could be good i i think i felt similarly as lukewarm to the queens when we did the meet the queens canada first time so we'll just have to see how it goes yeah we will and i i I, I feel we'll be will be pleasantly surprised because I do also like Brooke and I like yeah. the other judges that they've got going on you know and I'm <laughs> I'm even willing to give Tracy Melcher a go. Yeah, and this Brad Grecky guy looks kind of mm-hmm. cool. Amanda Bruegel seems a bit timid, but she could be sort of like wise. So we'll see. And John, I'm actually here for just different judges. You know, like some of the best things out of Down Under was Reese Nicholson, and you know I love Graham and Alan. And um, I loved um, Fred until last week. Like, no, I still like Fred, and I love the Havies and the, the lady's the, name, whose name that lady. I can't remember. I know you won. Oh no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, they're some of my favorite things about these seasons. So I'm actually looking forward to meeting a new panel okay, of judges. Okay, good. I think we're both on the same page then, and that we we we're we're war weary, but we're also open hearted. Yeah, exactly. And a locking. <laughs> Ah, there we go. Perfect. <laughs> uh, you beat me to it. Um, thank you for listening to the workroom. Uh, we'll be back with you soon for another episode recapping everything that's going on outside the main feed of Drag Race and a few other bits as well. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting the show. Big love. We're out. Bye bye. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. 